why don't you find your seat again, finish your conversation. Go and grab a seat. We try and allow all the parents to try and get back before we resume, and I think a lot of them are back, so. All right, how many parents do we have in the room? Parents, you're glad they went back to school? Now they've left the building, or left the room at least? Oh, and or tomorrow, oh yes, of course. So if your children are in a primary school, they probably go back uh, tomorrow. So it's good the year full. The year's fully kicked off now. We're right into it, and uh, I hope I hope the year started very well for everybody here. And of course, in the life of our church, everything's going to re-kick off again. So I'm going to tell you a little bit of information about that as well. Going to come around our giving first and foremost. So if you're part of a uh, regularly part of our church family here. Um, there are some giving envelopes in the seat pockets in front of you. Um, we thank those that faithfully give online. You can always actually give through our website as well if that's easier for you. Let me read to you a verse um, which sort of caught my attention this week. It's uh, from 1 John chapter 3, verse 17. So 1 John 3, 17. And John is uh, talking to a group of churches that he's had some leadership um, and apostolic involvement in. Um, so one of the churches was a church in Ephesus. He actually based himself there um, for some time with, um, with the mother of Jesus, Mary. He actually went and lived there in, near that church. And this is what he says. He says, if someone has enough money to live well and you see a brother or sister in need but show no compassion, how can the love of God be in that person? It struck me that, you know, because... We, we give every week on a Sunday. It's part of our discipleship. It's part of us expressing our devotion towards God. And for those of you who are part of our Unihill family, you know we don't um, manipulate or push you to give. But what struck me out of this is a truth that I'd, I sort of hadn't connected the dots, that in a way, our giving is a reflection of how much we love God. Because John actually says here, if we see someone in need and we can help and we don't do anything, then how can the, he sort of puts it as a rhetorical question. How can the love of God be in them? Which the answer is, well, obviously the love of God's not in them. So it's one thing to say we've got love or we love God or we're following God. But when God asks us to give sacrificially or unexpectedly or, you know, we're so, we're so Western now thinking about budgets and managing our resources and saving for the future. But, you know, really all of our hope is not in our weekly paycheck. It's not in our job. It's not in your bank account. It's our hope is in God. He's our provider. And so, our, you know, I want you to understand the heart or the spirit of giving it's not about how much, and we, we, there's other verses that teach that. It's really about the love we have for God. And so, you know, as you give today, you know, we're a very generous church. I know Pastor Charles will share a little bit today about we've raised, I think, just over 10000 for the bushfires. Like, we, we really are showing love. And that's, I think, for this year, we want to make that our theme, that we, our love for God is expressed in practical ways. And that includes giving to other people in need. So I thank you for those that have contributed to the bushfire uh, support as well. And if you want to still do that, you can do that today by just writing on the envelope um, that you want the amount to go to the bushfires. And you can also always give to missions. We're going to do a missions offering at the end of this service as well. So actually, does anyone need a pen? If you need a pen, put your hand up. Our, our hosting team will get you one just to fill in that. Let's pray. Pen down there would be great, but let's pray. Father, we give to you because you've given so much to us. It is an expression of our devotion. Our, our, the depth of our giving reflects the depth of our love for you. And Lord, we know it's not just about giving right now today on a Sunday. It's actually an attitude. It's a lifestyle. That if we love you, we're always going to be generous and sacrificial towards other people. And so, Father, for every dollar that's given today, all the ministries that are funded through that giving, Lord. We pray that the love of God goes out into people's lives, transforms them in, both in practical ways, but that the Holy Spirit, in all the relationships and connections we have as a church, as we help those in need, may the Holy Spirit bring life into their lives and bring hope and the good news as well. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Now, if you're sitting on the left side of a row, the end, just pick up the container and pass it along your row. It will be collected by our incredible hosting team. Didn't our worship team did an outstanding job today? Wow, just incredible. You know, the Lord's really moving today. You know, the Lord's going to speak to many people. The Holy Spirit is definitely at work. And I don't think it's, um, it's it hasn't concluded just because we did a, a small thing before of, of praying for some people. I think the Lord's really going to move. So listen, the year's really kicking off here at Uni Hill Church. Um, all the programs are coming back into full swing. So I believe Connect Groups are starting. Rev Youth is kicking off again Friday night. And so parents, make sure you're aware of that. Youth, make sure you're aware of that. Talk to Dave if you need to, any more information about that. Freedom Fellowship's back on this month as well. Of course, Uni Hill Kids is back. So everything is back in full swing. And let, can I encourage you, let me say, if you want to know more information about what's happening, just go to our website. The website, we update it regularly. It's a great brand new website. There's just unihillchurch.com.au and you can find out more information about what's happening there uh, amongst a few other things there. So one of the things we do as a church every year at the start of February is prayer and fasting. Now, February is a very important month. There are a lot of birthdays in February. I had a birthday yesterday. So prayer, hang on. Normally I miss out on feasting because we're fasting. This year I didn't miss out. Pastor Charles might miss out. His birthday's on the 5th. In fact, how many people have a birthday in Feb? I saw, I saw Adrian's. Oh, well, look at that. What a great month to be born. Chris Valentine's today. Well, he got a, he got a brick cheer. Well, I don't want to burst the party, but tomorrow prayer and fasting starts. Um, now, let me explain. Charles is going to give you a bit more information, but you'll see these cards. Please, if you did not get one on your way in today, um, I want you to pick one up on the way out because we encourage you to write down in three specific sort of areas of life some things to actually bring before the Lord over the next 21 days. And so fasting's not just, you know, it's not about dieting. It's, it's, it's not about manipulating God to get what you want. What fasting is, is simply saying what I normally do to survive or my normal practices, I'm going to put some of them on hold. So it might be eating one, one day a week. You may not eat or you might fast the whole time. Um, some people fast social media. Some people fast, do it, what's called a Daniel fast. So from the book of Daniel where they wouldn't eat any meat uh, for some period of time and just ate, ate vegetables. So however you do it, we, we don't sort of police it all. You can choose how you do a fast, but we'd want everybody to participate because here's what you do. You actually put on pause things that you think you depend on and you give that same amount of time to your attention to God. So don't just stop doing something, but for the same amount of time you would have spent eating or social media or whatever, just spend that time with God and praying through the list. Let the Lord speak to you. Because we're not, we're not trying to manipulate God here. We are de devoting ourselves to a time of spending with Him. And so please involve yourself in the prayer and fast and you'll hear a bit more about that as well. As part of that, we've got a prayer meeting on the 12th of February at 7.30 here at the church. And I know our connect groups are doing that as well. So please come along and hear about, uh, pray with us. You'll hear more about it next week as well. Next Sunday, we have a very special guest. Um, Pastor Steve McCracken, um, he's been here, I think, um, I think it was last year he was here, um, incredible prophetic ministry and so you really don't want to miss out. I encourage you to invite someone along, even someone who's never heard the gospel. Um, Steve really has an incredible way of bringing prophecies over people's lives and over a whole church and so he's coming back again this year, that's next Sunday the 9th of February. So please make sure you invite someone along for that as well. Well, today you're going to hear an incredible message. Um, Charles and I have been talking about this for about, I think, I think since November, maybe even earlier. But it's Vision Sunday today. And really, Charles has heard a word from the Lord. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's the anointed leader in this house. And he's got a great heart. So why don't we welcome Charles as he comes and brings our vision for 2020. Uh, praise God, praise God. Why don't we give a hand to the band? Thank you, guys. 
Can you believe that our band is a volunteer band? They are, they are professional level in my opinion. So uh, let's give them another hand and those that are sitting down and those that are on team. Uh, it's really cool. Hey, uh, a few little quotes from my children that I wanted to share with you. You know, as they grow, they say things that I'm like, oh, I'll have to share. So we were at the beach um, recently when we were on holidays. And um, when I grew up, if you found something that you thought was precious, you would say it was rare. You'd go, look at this rare shell. Whoever has said something like that growing up? Do you know what my kids say? They say, this is limited edition. <laughs> limited edition shell, Dad. And I'm like, that's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. So you better keep it. Uh, recently, we were having a chat with our kids. Um, one thing we're trying to uh, build into them um, in a simple form, the concept that I, I feel with fasting is this. With, with fasting, uh, I would prefer humble myself from within than God humble me. And fasting is a great way uh, to give to God uh, things that you need to in order to give him uh, your attention. And we've been asking our kids, hey, what is something that you love uh, that you can go without for the next 21 days uh, in order uh, to give God your attention? And the kids have been pondering and, and thinking, you know, it needs to be at their level, at their age, it's not necessarily food, uh, but something where they can pause for a moment to give God their attention. And um, Kiara is very entrepreneurial in her thinking and she legitimately presented to her mother, I will fast homework. <laughs> I will fast like you ever believe and during my homework period, I will give God my attention. She's a genius. <laughs> Listen, listen, we've got to remember that fasting, it needs to hurt a little bit. Um, we, we seem to, in our household, I every year uh, set incredibly high standards and fall apart halfway through, and I will continue to do that this year. Um, but uh, as mentioned by Pastor Greg, uh, we have these um, that we're going to hand out on the way out. Uh, so if you haven't got one, the hosting team will be at the doors on the way out. Uh, also, what uh, we've done this year... Uh, as well, is if you go to our website, um, if you are not great with going to websites, that's fine. There will be also a place you can put your name down and we'll email it to you, but going to the website is easier. Uh, we've picked uh, one, uh, we've picked two options. You can choose one. They're 21-day devotions to go alongside with our fasting. Um, so what you'll do is you'll go to our website, find the little fasting thing on what's on, and in there there'll be two links. Uh, uh, if you don't, there's an app that you can get on your phone called Uversion, but the link will take you there. And there is 21 days of uh, devotions that we want you uh, to read through as we give God our attention. Because uh, our desire is simple, uh, that if you fast and don't pray, that's called a diet. Uh, so we want to be giving God our attention. And uh, what we're going to be doing as well is on the 12th, uh, for those programs that are starting, the 5th uh, will be when music practice commences. On the 12th, uh, there will be a connect group starting. Now that is the prayer meeting. But what we're going to be doing is this. If you are in a connect group, go to your connect group. And what we want you to do on that day is have your prayer meeting with your connect group and pray together and seek God. And if you're comfortable, share what you've put on your card. But what we're doing is I've asked a couple of connect groups to come and place themselves here on Wednesday the 12th so that if you're not in a connect group, there will still be a prayer meeting that you can come together uh, to be praying because we want to seek God together. And, and the, the power that is in the encouragement and shared faith in this room uh, helps us to continue to believe God for more. And, and who wants to do that this year? Who feels that this year, is a year you need God to bring breakthrough uh, in your life. I want God to do great things this year. Because 2019 was actually a very uh, um, blessed year in the life of our church. Uh, 2019, uh, there were some things that came and went that I want to quickly revisit because I want to celebrate them. I don't want to let them uh, just drift into our history. But actually, uh, a lot of things happened uh, that I feel like happened years ago, but actually only happened last year. Do you know, let me read you a few of them. Our missions giving nearly doubled in 2019, which is incredible. 
Uh, we're, we're doing things now in Thailand where we're reaching unreached people groups. We're doing things in Vanuatu as we continue to support the church in Black Sands and the school in, in Black Sands. Sorry, the church is in Port Vila. Uh, we're also doing things now. We're partnering with Music Give Life. Andy, our drummer today, is, he helps lead that organisation where we're ministering to people in rural Australia. We still will continue with Vincent with Youth Alive Italy and Scott and Rachel Wallard with their church plant in the UK. Our mission's giving doubled. And this is what's incredible. And this is what I believe and continue to believe. God blesses our church because the world of the generous grows larger and larger. And God has been so, so faithful. Hope Tours giving nearly doubled last year. And we went to two states and seven different regions, seeing nearly 20-something thousands. Geordie, do I inflate that? A little bit of inflated. Lots of thousands of young people. Thousands. It's thousands. That's not inflated. Tens of thousands, I can say that. Tens of thousands of young people. It's been incredible. Do you know that between both locations, uh, taking the weekly average between both, we've given away nearly 2,500 food parcels to families in need. We've launched a new campus. We've seen more baptisms than we've ever had, more responses to Jesus than we've ever had. Would you believe that we nearly have 500 people that connect regularly to our location. 2019 was an incredible year. Can we give God a hand of praise? Thank you, Father. Come on, let's give him a big shout of praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. But I can't stand up here today and say that I don't believe God for more. I believe that 2020 is going to be the most significant year in the life of Uni Hill Church. I believe that God is going to move in ways in your lives as individuals in a greater way than you've ever seen Him move before in your families, in your workplaces, because He is a good God. And as Pastor Greg said earlier, we started 2020 flying. What we've done as a church is given nearly 10,000 to the bushfire appeal and um, what we have is we have a sum of it still to give away because I want to do something local. I want to do something within arm's reach. Uh, so Pastor John is still researching that. I, it, it is our giving to God and it's our giving to people. So I, I, I feel the weight and responsibility of that. I will pick something that I believe will be fruitful. But what we have done is we've given $4,000 uh, of our giving to a church in Batemans Bay that's within our movement and a couple of others. So if you were to imagine uh, a small church uh, placed in a community that's been devastated. Now, they don't have a resource to be able to meet the need. So what's happened is us as a church who partner with them in our movement has sent them a sum of money to be able to resource them in order to be able to help their community. So they're giving food to families. They're giving clothing to families. They're helping people journey as they go through a significant crisis in their lives. We are helping them be a light in their community. So, so you being faithful to God, because that offering that we gave from the Hope Center came from your heart. That's why it was there. So I thank you for that. 2020 has already started in a manner that is absolutely incredible. You know, when I, when I see our church, I, I, I just, I, I'm so grateful to God that, that it keeps growing and it keeps bearing fruit. You know, it's an absolutely uh, astounding thing to me, the faithfulness of God and, 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 and His goodness to our community. You know, trees are so incredible to look at. Has anybody noticed that we've got some magnolias at the front door? Aren't they? Who, who thinks that they're top five tree? I tell you what, let me explain to you. When I moved to Melbourne, I had a beautiful front yard full of trees, full of trees. I dug them all out. And look, that's really a lie. I tried to dig them out, but the root system was so strong, I asked Chris to bring a machine, and the machine took them all out. But I left one tree. I left this beautiful magnolia with its white flowers, and it's absolutely incredible to look at. But I remember when I decided to do that. I've got this beautiful Santa Ana cooch now. Listen, go buffalo if you ever pick one. It's so much work. It, it's so much work. Weeding all the time, but let's not go there. 
And what happened is I said to April, hey, we're going to do grass. It'll be great. We have a small backyard, but quite a large front yard. The kids will be able to run around. It'll be soft. It'll be luscious. We'll do that. I'll get rid of the trees. I'll save money. And I went out there to try and dig up some of the trees that were in the front yard. And has anybody ever tried to remove a tree stump with just a spade? One Italian. <laughs> Two Italians. It doesn't work because the root systems are too strong. You know, it's amazing uh, to see the root system of trees. Recently, I've been writing. I will share about that in a minute. And uh, I went past, does anybody know, at the start of Uni Hill, they've got these incredible trees near the, near the RMIT, and one of them recently, with all the wind, had fallen over. And this tree was massive, and it was incredible. And I remember going over it, realising the size of, of the tree once it was lying down, and it was massive. And I remember looking at it, thinking, why did this thing fall over? And I mean, I'm not an, an arbitress, but I went over and I went, it doesn't look sick. Not that I know what that would look like. Uh, but what I did notice is that the root system was quite small in comparison to the size of the tree. Now, I know that for a tree that big, it would need a more significant root system than what I had seen in order for when the wind would blow because obviously it was the weather that we've had lately, which, is, which has been uh, very, very crazy. Uh, it, it fell over because the root system wasn't strong. You know, I don't know if you can see behind me the root system of a tree. It's an image that I wanted to share with you. Recently, uh, we hired a boat. We were in Echuca on a holiday. And if you've ever uh, drifted down the Murray River, you get an incredible picture of, of trees. But as the, the moving water erodes the, the river bank, you, you get to see trees. And at the same time, while they stand, you get to see their root system. Who's ever seen that? Uh, isn't it an incredible thing uh, to see? You go, wow, it's a cross-section of, of what's happening on the surface and what's happening beneath the surface. Because as I drifted along, the bigger the tree that I would see, I realised it would take a significant root system in order to sustain its stability and its health. Because we know that a root system, if you don't, let me give you a little bit of simple education. What a root system does for a tree is it, it anchors it into the ground, but not only does it provide its stability in the depth and the width that the, the roots may go, but it also is responsible for its health because that is primarily, I know it's through leaves and other things, but that's primarily where nutrients uh, come through to maintain a healthy tree. Looking at these trees, you see these eroded uh, root systems and it explains why as you coast along the Murray River, you need to look for trees that have fallen in. Root systems, determining strength and health. As I prayed this year for our community, I, I, uh, I'm actually becoming very process-driven and I, I wanted to present to you uh, a discipleship discipleship process because my desire is to see everybody in this room grow and mature, and establish. And, and as I prepared, I wrote reams and reams of, of, of documents and thoughts and uh, uh, sat down with Greg and presented something different every week. Every day, let's, thank you. I, I, I didn't inflate that one. And what happened is, I, as I prayed, I, I began to, to ask the Lord, what, what is it simply that you want me to say to our church for this year? Because a simple concept can have a profound manifestation if it's done well. Do you know a tree that stands strong, you don't actually see the, the, the depth of what's happening underneath. The Bible talks about root systems. In Matthew 13, you hear Jesus speaking and a lot of people have read the parable of the seed. And in Matthew 13, chapter 6, when, when Jesus is, is speaking in the public forum about the, the rocky soil, he says this, But the plant soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. And then explaining that down further in Matthew 
uh, 13, 20, when he's explaining it to his disciples as they've come to him to ask him, uh, what did that mean when you, we were expressing that to the people? He says this about the rocky soil. He says, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The concept here is that if your roots don't deepen, if your roots don't establish, you don't last long. But in Jeremiah chapter 17, it also talks about the opposite end of the scale in verses 7 and 8 where it reads this, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord. They have, been, uh, they have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried about long months of drought. Their leaves stay green. They never stop producing fruit. The two concepts that are here at work is that if your root system remains shallow, you don't last long. But if you allow your roots to go deep, it says that you produce fruit in every season. What I'm saying as a community of believers is we need to allow our root system to go deep in our faith in Jesus Christ. If we remain shallow in our faith, if we don't begin to grow and establish in our faith, what's happening is we are not deepening our root system. But I want to declare that as we pursue Christ, deepen our root system, deepen our faith, deepen our spiritual disciplines, what happens is the Bible declares that we'll be fruitful in every season because we anchor ourselves in the hope and confidence that comes in Christ. That's that's what the scripture is saying. So this year as I prayed, I'm like, Father, how do I express what you're putting on my heart? Because the goal of our community will always be to deeply root ourselves in our faith in Jesus Christ, the work that he's already accomplished and the grace that we receive because of the cross. So no matter what happens, no matter how hard life goes, the confidence is already in the victory we've attained through relationship with Jesus. But we need to continue to grow. We need to continue to pursue God. So as I prayed, I felt the Lord say that the theme for 2020 will be deeper. Deeper. The principle is very simple. I wanted it to apply to everyone in this room. No matter where you are at in your faith, no matter how long you've been on your journey with Jesus, whether you are in Box Hill, whether you are in Bandura, whether you live anywhere and relate to our community, it's very simple. Just a little deeper. What one small thing can you do to deepen your relationship with Jesus? What one small habit can you break? What one small habit can you start? What one deeper perspective can you hold? Just a little deeper. So that as you grow as a believer, you are deepening your root system into Christ where all wisdom comes from, where God's plan comes from, where faith comes from when the world is in turmoil. Why? Because you are deep rooted in Christ. And the Bible says that those that are deeply rooted in Christ will be fruitful in every season. It says it doesn't fear hard times, droughts, wind, because they are anchored in who Jesus is. This isn't an extreme. This is one small step to grow in your relationship with Jesus. There might be people in this room, for example, that you might have faith that sits at a 1 out of 10 or a 7 out of 10 or a 4 out of 10. My prayer this year is that you would go deeper. Grow in your faith. One small change can have an incredible effect. It can have a ripple effect that changes the rest of your life. I read an article recently that talked about the benefits of simply introducing 20 minutes of exercise. This is a small thing. This is an example. 
It says this, that with 20 minutes of daily exercise, it improves overall performance, emotional well-being, memory function. It also stimulates uh, anxiety and depression uh, uh, hormones to help fight against them. It prevents injury by strengthening muscles and joints. It reduces issues with blood pressure. It reduces risk factors around things with your heart. It, it can decrease back pain because you're strengthening stomach. It improves flexibility, balance, and overall health. Just one small change. This year is simple. As you deepen your faith as individuals, God will increase your influence and the influence of us corporately because each individual is growing. So as I prayed, I said, Father, give me a, strip, a scripture to hang this on. And in Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 to 9, from the New Living Version, I felt the Lord. Speak to me, he says this, as you have put your trust in Christ Jesus the Lord to save you from the punishment of sin, now let him lead your every step. Have your roots planted deep in Christ. Grow in him. Get your strength from him. Let him make you strong in the faith as you have been taught your life should be full of thanks to him. It's talking about your root system. It's talking about growing, strengthening, using your faith, learning about your faith and an attitude of thanksgiving. So this year, as we go deeper, I declare that 2020 will be a year of growth, a year of strengthening, a year of faith, a year of learning and a year of thanks. So Father, right now, I just pray, Father, that we would receive it. Lord, I pray that there are people in this room, Father, that maybe have been stagnant or, Lord God, are growing. Lord, I pray right now this year will be a year of growth, a year of strengthening, a year of faith, a year of learning, and a year of developing attitudes of thanksgiving. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So practically, what does it look like? What's one small thing that you can do to go deeper this year in your root system in regards to growth. For me, growth, I want, I want something to be established in your life. So it may be something you haven't done before. So I don't know if there are people here. An example that I wanted to give you would be simply, maybe you don't have dedicated prayer. You pray on the fly, which is fine. It's still prayer. But maybe this year, your growth is that there is going to be a dedicated period of time daily that may start at five minutes. Just one small thing that you are putting into your life to grow in your relationship with Jesus. And it might be, hey, we're going to pray. I'm going to pray a little bit longer this year. I'm going to pray a little bit more deliberately this year. Prayer is an example. Maybe there are people that need to establish the habit of forgiveness. Maybe there are people that need to establish listening before speaking. Maybe there are people here, listen, I'm going to say this one slowly, asking your spouse before spending. That's when you prod, go quickly, I'll look down. Maybe if you don't have a spouse, it's thinking before spending. Someone laughed too loud. What is one small thing that you can grow in this year to deepen your relationship with Jesus? It's going to be a year of strengthening. What one small thing can you change this year to strengthen what God has already established? Would you believe an example that I pray for every year is, as a young man, I wasn't that organized. I know that shocks everybody in this room. But over the past seven years, with the help of a mentor, Pastor Nick and people around me, organisation is something that I built upon year after year. And I said, God, keep strengthening it. Keep strengthening my planning. Keep strengthening. Do you know that by September every year now, I've planned the entire next year? 
the, the, the process that we have here, but it's been not something that I've woken up with. It's been something that I've asked God to continue to strengthen. We, we want to do things this year where we want to disciple people, for example, to learn the marriage course closer That's that Greg and Sue teach. Why? Because we want to strengthen marriages in our church. There are going to be people here that maybe you need to take on something this year to strengthen something already established. Maybe it could be a prayer course. Maybe it's something that you need to do. Uh, parenting courses uh, that we want to provide. Why? Because we want to see people mature and strengthen what's already been established. Faith. What's one small thing? You can do this year to deepen your faith. The question that I ponder is, are you living a life that is so comfortable it doesn't require God to move? And how can we make ourselves uncomfortable in order to deepen and grow in our faith? There are some people in here that need to have the confidence to go for that job. There are some people that need to have the confidence to begin to lead a connect group. There are some people that need to have the confidence and the faith to let go of a relationship that they shouldn't be in. It's a small step of faith to deepen your relationship with Christ. We're going to strive after learning this year. What's one small thing that you can do to deepen your understanding? Of who God is. You know, for me, I ha have been a studier and, uh, you know, a little, little humble brag. I just finished a postgraduate arts degree in theology. It was a diploma. <laughs> Reason why I did it is I didn't need it. I'd already completed Bible college in order to be ordained. I did it because I wanted to know more about God. I wanted to continue learning more about him. There may be people here that you need to consider the internship. It's not too late. There may be people here, I don't know why, but there's a person in this room today, you're considering a bookkeeping course, and I feel the Lord is saying to you, you should go for it. You should, it's only going to be a win-win. What's something that you can learn this year to grow you so that you represent Christ well in your life? where you were at. As I asked the music team to come up, it's a long ending, just so you're aware. You know, because everyone's like, ooh, you know, you kind of reshuffle when the music comes. Who does the reshuffle? Tune in again. So this is my first ending. What's one small thing that you can do to continue to develop deep roots when it comes to thanksgiving. At the end of Colossians, it says there that your life should be full of thanksgiving to him. I think that thanksgiving is so easy when life is good and so hard when life isn't going well. For some people this year, it may be the concept that you need to hold is in and not for. Explain it. In and not for. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says this in the New Living Translation. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Be thankful in all circumstances, in, not for. There are some people that have gone through incredibly hard crisis this year. You're not thanking God for the crisis, but you can thank God while you're in it. There are people here that are in financial crisis. You don't need to thank God for it, but you can thank God in it. There are people that have not been happy with the direction their children have gone. Thank God in this season, but you don't need to thank God for this season. It says in all circumstance, thank God. 
Spurgeon puts it like this. He says, if joy and prayer were to be married, their first child would be gratitude. Thanksgiving, what habit can you build? What habit can you strengthen? What's something that you can do to increase our level of thanksgiving? You know, for me in the world I, I live in, I am so thankful for the simple things, the health of my children and my wife. I thank God that I live in Australia. I thank God that because of the faith of the generations that went before us, we sit in this room with no financial pressure. Thanksgiving. Please don't ever forget the goodness of God. Because it will be a year of growth as we deepen our faith. It will be a year of strengthening. It will be a year of learning. It will be a year of faith and it will be a year of increasing our level of thanksgiving in this place. So as I pray for you and as I pray, I think, Father, help every individual in this church to go deeper this year in their relationship with you because I declare this, that as you go deeper, as you strengthen your faith, as you, your influence will grow and corporately, we will increase in our influence for the kingdom of God because us as the body are growing together. But this is why community is important. Yesterday, I did my first ever um, uh, lengthy ride. I did the Cadell Evans ride in Geelong. And um, I, I, I would feel that I was underdone, let's say underdone going into this ride. I've never attempted really to do anything like this before. And what happened is um, I needed everything to be looking just perfect for me to be comfortable to do this ride. Now, now this is what's going in. The, the, the length of the ride was 65 k's, plus I had to ride from my brother-in-law Blake's house six kilometres to the start line. So it was a 71 kilometre day. Uh, the furthest I've ever ridden pre the day was 40. Forecast was 45 mil of rain. I started sowing the seed to all the guys that were with me. Let's not do it. I'm not lying. Oh, it's dangerous. Very dangerous. Not sensible, not wise. So I messaged them, guys, if it's raining, I don't think I'm going to do it. One of the replies from someone in this vicinity named Paul right there, said, I'm riding no matter what. I said, oh God, bless him. <laughs> said, Looking for Rod, because if he bailed, we could share the blame. He says, I'm not raining. I'll ride as long as there's no lightning. How are you going to call if there's no lightning or not? So we woke up on the morning. This was yesterday. It's pouring with rain. I really didn't want to do it but I didn't want to let him down. So I prayed and hoped for a text message of them cancelling it for us. I'm not joking, I 100% prayed. <laughs> and at seven o'clock or 6.30 in the morning, can't remember, the guys would have got the text. There was a message saying, we've cancelled the 115 kilometre ride, the 65 mile will still continue. I said, okay, so I'm doing it. We take off on the ride. And um, it's a long ride. It took about three hours. And what happened is during the ride, I, I realised the importance of community. When I started to get tired, my community came around beside me saying, hey, don't listen to your legs. Keep your mind off something else. You know, it was really interesting. Uh, you know, I am, I'm quite a vocal complainer. And it, it was interesting because I'm thinking, why are these guys saying these things to me? Like, don't listen to the legs, it's just the flesh. I'm like, am I complaining that loud? But it was because they were in the ride with me, they knew where I was at. Then we got to another point where I had reached the 40K mark and I was pretty tired and I said, oh, 
we're now getting ready to pass what I've ever done. And Paul says, don't even think about it. Just don't even put it in, in your mind. Don't even think about it. What happened is the value of the community that was around me helped me to continue to go where I had not been before. This is the value of our community. There are going to be people this year that when they're taking steps of faith, they might not necessarily be wanting to, but they know that God is calling them to. And it'll be our role as a community to keep them strengthened and encouraged and in faith as they deepen. See, we will grow as individuals as we continue to pursue God and it will help when we encourage one another. Do you know the concept in bike riding, uh, there's called drifting or, or, or um, uh, I can't remember the other name, strip, streamlining or something around, drafting. Man, I ran 45, we did it 45 minutes quicker than what I expected to finish by trying to jump on, it was so funny, we'd have packs of people float past me and I'd follow them for a minute and then I'd drop off the back and then we'd do the next. What happened is, let me tell you this, we get to the last five kilometres. By the grace of God, it hasn't rained all day. It's drizzled, but nothing road had dried up. Rod gets a flat tire. My brother-in-law stops, I keep going. I didn't know it was a flat. Someone had fallen over and I thought they were stopping to help and all day they had dropped off and caught up and went ahead and dropped back and I was the tortoise. And what happened is, while they were fixing a tyre, there was a moment when we were going up a big hill where I go a lot slower and, and Paul went ahead. And for the first time in the race, after 55 kilometres, I was alone. And the heavens opened. So it's pouring with rain. Going up a hill. By myself. And it wasn't fun. And I realised the value of having the guys around me. And I still remember getting to the finish line and seeing the cheers of my family and my kids and realising this. We need to be a community. Well, you don't need to recognise or be aware of the journey, but your role is to encourage. Your role is to strengthen. Your role is to believe. Because as you do that together, we will strengthen one another to go deeper and go where we've never been before. So can we stand and pray? I want a moment of accountability this year. The principle is simple. You deepen your root system in Christ. You continue to keep growing. You continue to keep believing. And our role together is to encourage you on the journey. Because as your influence grows, as you continue to grow in Christ, you will influence your world and corporately together, we will grow the body of Christ. We're to become each other's cheerleaders, encouragers. But I really feel it's simple. What I'm asking you to do this year is deepen, establish that second Colossians is, is very simple. Paul's mandate for that moment of Scripture is very clear. Establish and keep growing. Establish and keep growing. We need to mature. But it's just one small thing. What one small thing can you do? What one small thing can you grow in? What one small thing can you deepen? What's one small thing you can establish? What's one small step of faith? What's one small thing you can learn? What's one small thing you can be thankful for? And God will grow you. Your root system will deepen and you'll bear fruit in every season. So it's a simple moment of accountability. This year, I want you to make a decision right now and I want you to ponder it, that you'll strive to deepen your root system in Christ this year. You'll strive to go deeper. Just one small thing. If that's you, would you raise your hand if you're willing to do that?
Father, as I look around this room, at our community, Father, I pray this year that as we move through the preaching themes, as we meet in people's homes for connect groups, as we gather as a youth, Father, as we serve on a Sunday, as we worship you together, Father, help us to deepen our root system in you, Jesus. Father, help us to encourage one another to do so. When times get hard, when, when people feel like they're journeying alone, when, when people feel like uh, the rain is coming down on them. Father, I pray that we would be a community that would say to them, don't listen to your legs. Don't listen to the flesh. Don't listen to what's going on around you. Keep going. I believe in you. I know you can do it. Why, Father, because we love you. We wanna have influence for you. But Father, if we have great influence and not deep roots in you, we won't last long. We want relationship with you, Holy Spirit. Lead us this year. Holy Spirit, lead every meeting, lead every life. Father, we pray, we thank you for our church. We thank you for our community. But Jesus, we thank you that you are on the throne. Father, we thank you, you're in control. Holy Spirit, thank You that You lead us. Holy Spirit, I pray that You would bring conviction where there needs to be conviction. Father, I pray that You'd bring clarity where people, where they start going, I know what I need to grow in. I know where I need to be stretched in my faith. I know who I need to encourage. I know what I need to be thankful for. Father, I thank You that we will grow this year. We will deepen this year. We will love more this year. Deeper, Father. Deeper, Father. Let me read to you 2 Colossians. There was such powerful worship this morning. We've got time for another moment. Deepen, 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 deepen. Colossians 2, 6 to 9 says, As you have put your trust in Christ Jesus the Lord to save you from the punishment of sin, now let Him lead your every step. Have your roots planted deep in Christ. Grow in Him. Get your strength from Him. Let Him make you strong in the faith as you have been taught. Your life should be full of thanks to Him. Let's raise our hands across this place as we begin to worship God. Go music team, step forward. Let's sing.
child of God, to let your roots go deep in Christ. their eyes for a moment just want to ask a question of every person in this room the question that I ask simply is this do you know the freedom that it is to have a relationship in Jesus Christ see this year for many many people in this room it's about growing the relationship they already have with Jesus but I want to pray for people across this room. I don't know where you're at, but I, I want to pray two prayers. The first prayer is there are people in this room that have never had a relationship with Jesus before and you want to start one and you want to grow in it. So with every eye closed across that place, this is the first prayer. With, with every eye closed, I want no one looking around for the reason that I want privacy. So if there's anybody that wants to start a relationship with Jesus, the Bible says this, that if you've ever done anything wrong, the Bible calls it sinning. If you've ever lied or cheated, uh, the Bible says that because of that, you, you didn't live up to God's standard. Therefore, you can't have relationship with God. But God made a plan. His name was Jesus. And the reason why a relationship with Jesus is so important is through a relationship with Jesus, you find forgiveness and a restored relationship back to God. Because when Jesus died on the cross, He took the punishment for everybody who'd ever done anything wrong. So a relationship with Jesus is so important in having a relationship with God. So if there's anybody across this place with every eye closed, I just wanna ask you, would you quickly just lift your hand up high so I can see it and then you can pop it down. Is there anybody here today that wants to start a relationship with Jesus? Hallelujah. Hey, there's a second group of people I wanna pray for and this is the perfect Sunday to do it. This year, is about deepening our root system in Christ. But I feel that there are people that maybe you've journeyed and, and what's happened is your root system hasn't grown. It's, it's remained stagnant or in fact, it maybe have even shriveled a little bit. And this year you wanna, you wanna give it back to Jesus. You wanna say, what that's representing is that there are people here that need to renew their, their love for Christ, their passion for Christ, their return to their first love. I'm not saying that you've walked away from Jesus. What I'm saying is that you've allowed it to become routine instead of something we desperately and passionately strive after. So with every eye closed in this room, I'm not gonna ask you to come down the front. I'm just gonna ask you to put your hand up so I can pray for you and put your hand back down. So on three, if that's you, I want you to put your hand up and down so I can see it. One, two, three, up and down, up and down, up and down. That's fine. There are many people across this room that, that feel that their relationship with Jesus has, has stagnated a bit. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna begin to sing. And my prayer is that you declare that as you are a child of God, you're chosen, not forgotten. God is restoking that fire in your spirit. He's renewing that passion for Jesus. He's renewing so that this year you go deeper than you've ever gone before. So with every hand raised as we worship God together, begin to do it passionately. Begin to speak to your spirit. We will pursue you, Jesus.
keep singing. I'm a child of Again. God. Yes, I'm. I see, I see. Root systems established. I see health free. restoring. Oh, is free. Sing. Indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Who the sun sets free. Oh, is free. Indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I in the faith you've been taught and be grateful for who Jesus is. Establish and keep growing the year of 2020. Can we give the Lord a hand of praise? Come on, a new level of praise. A deeper level of praise. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. Next week, 10 a.m., Steve McCracken will be bringing a prophetic word over our church. I've told him nothing so that God would speak to him and confirm what's been declared today. So can I ask that on the way out, everybody grab one of these brochures. It has on there three things to pray for in your personal world. Three things to pray for in your family and our community family. And three things to pray for in our society and the world. I want you to determine what they are. Can I ask this? That you fill it in and that you put it in your Bible or put it on the dashboard of your car or stick it on your fridge or the back of your toilet door somewhere where you will be reminded to pursue God, give Him your attention and ask that we are further established in Him, that He would grow us. Amen. And if you could all take your seat for a moment. I just want to thank you for your generosity. The front row have screamed at me, missions, missions, missions.